Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hello everybody and welcome back to the Triple Jump podcast. It's a video game podcast. My name is Ben. My name is Peter. And my name is Ashton. Good morning, everyone. Good Hello. morning. How's everybody doing? Fine, thank you. I'm how, all right, thank you. How are you? How are you? I'm okay. I'm tired. The yeah. hat the hat cup's back. Yeah. It's back. That's exciting. Don't, I was hey. just No, I'm gonna dob you in right now immediately. Uh, I was uh, just printing off my notes upstairs and I heard from Ashton's desk like <laughs> And I looked over and she had intention, she'd gone out of her way to decant her other drinking okay. cup into the hat I cup. I filled up the wrong cup this morning for the podcast and I was like, ah, oh, this is my new podcast cup. So I need to put the drink in here. I can't, it's just not a one hit wonder. Mm. So I put, yeah, I put my juice in this cup. I was curious. I did think it was more of sort of like a stunt cup because you don't drink that bit at your desk regularly. No. It's, I, it's just wheeled out for the camera. Yeah. It's a stunt cup. So if you're exactly. only listening on the audio version of this podcast, you're missing out on Ashton's hat cup. Mm. Yeah. You need to tune in. This is an Indiana Jones uh, hat cup from the cinema that was discussed last week. Yeah. It's very exciting. It is very good. I'm just, just going to stare at it for Yeah, a just admire it for a minute. Mm-hmm. Yeah. By the time this goes out, we'll have played some Dungeons and Dragons, won't we? We will. We will. Have. We're yeah. going to yeah. be doing that Friday night, which is very Everyone's exciting. Everyone's coming to my house yeah. to play a game. Yeah, uh, we we're prepare, preparing preparing <laughs> for something big. Hopefully, mm. when we hit three hundred thousand subscribers, yes, you might get a little D and D playthrough with us. That would be fun, wouldn't yeah, it? Maybe. Uh, but the whole gang's coming to my house. We're going to have food and have some drinkies and some snackies mm-hmm. and play some D&D. Mm-hmm. So Very that's exciting. exciting. Will the hat cup be there? Maybe, if I remember to bring it with me. Yeah, I'm not so. coming if the hat cup is not well, there. Well, okay, well, we'll come with me then. Okay, good. Peter okay. said the same thing earlier, by the way. I've got something in my eye that will just not go away. I keep rubbing it and then it goes. Do you want me there. to look? It's in this eye. There's something weird going on in this eye. Shall I... Uh... Uh, Phil, I'll blink it out. It's fine. Okay. Sorry, I'm I'm really uncomfortable right now. My no. eyes watering like crazy. Ben's having a bad time. I'm just Sorry. so excited about games. It yeah. gets me very emotional, Peter. I was just going to say that while that was happening that we're actually sponsored each and every week by a very real video game adjacent sponsor. And Ashton has the ad read. I do. I do. Sorry, I just did a burp, and I hope you didn't hear it. <laughs> but it just kind of snuck out when I opened my mouth. Um, I do have the ad read today, uh, and you guys may know that there's a sequel to a game that Ben loves that's coming out this week. Mm-hmm. I know that. Of uh, yeah, uh, which Oxenfree, of course, you yeah. like that game, and the second one's coming out this week. So 
That's is big it actually? news. Yes. God, I should have been paying more attention. Um, that is exciting. And as part of this kind of like campaign, they've reached out um, because I don't know if you guys know this, but there's like this new like illness going around that's what? giving everyone the jitters. Oh, okay. okay. That's not what I've got. I've uh, got the jitters. No, the no, jitters. no. It's like... Um, Is it the 40s? <laughs> yeah. Jitterbug. Yes. Um, and so they've come up with like a thing, a campaign to try and help cure this this illness that's going around. Mm. Um, so they've, re- they've released Neurotoxin Free 2 Lost Wiggles. <laughs> Lost to go wiggles. alongside their game Oxen Free 2 Lost, Lost Signals. Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah so they've... Wow. It's a campaign to help everyone get rid of the wiggles. Because the neurotoxins causing it. It's causing lots wiggles of wiggles. Wiggles death. So That's you need to, we need to fix them. That's really yeah. exciting. Yeah. It is. Yeah, it's really can't good. Can't wait to get my neurotoxin. Yeah. Well, you can't because it's not real. Oh, man. But don't worry. Neither is the illness. That's so you've good. not That's got to worry so about I'm, getting the wiggles. I am safe. I don't have the wiggles. No. Uh, I genuinely didn't know that Oxen Free 2 was out this week, though. Yeah. So that's really exciting. You obviously, uh, yeah. you didn't watch my video, did you? Well, I did. But, <laughs> you know, it was a while ago. It's been a whole week. It's true. Mm. It has been a whole I f- week. I forget things quite easily. You've slept since then, so it's, that's have, fair enough. Yeah. But it is coming out very soon. I think either the 10th. I want to say the 10th. Okay. So obviously, we'll, you didn't watch your own video. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, well, I, it's not I'm the sixth, so very I know excited that to play it. Shame that the, the, my wiggles won't be cured, but yeah. you know the hunt continues. Nothing wrong a, with a little wiggle for a cure. Uh, no, we're not sponsored by Oxen Free Two. Was Neurotoxin, Neurotoxin Free Two Lost, Lost Wiggles. wiggles. Uh, we are in fact sponsored by wonderful patrons over at Patreon.com, where if you support us there, you can submit questions to this podcast. Loads of other flipping tiers available as well. They're great. Go support us if you're in a position to do so. I'm not winking at you at home. I'm still just trying to process whatever's going on in my left eye, which is really exciting. Uh, some people like to submit questions, and we really appreciate it. Just like... Just like... Wow, took me by surprise. Yeah, Cameron took Keywood. took me by surprise too. Um, Keep you on your toes. Cameron Keywood submitted a question and said, Hi, Bap. Leaked documents from January 1996 show details of Sega's ill-fated battle with PlayStation during the 32-bit era. About eight of the words in that sentence are capitalized, which also threw me off a lot. Um, <laughs> it's over 270 pages and includes Sega of America president Tom Kalinsky stating, we are killing Sony. Got him. <laughs> Uh, what if history had turned out different and Sega won against rivals Nintendo and the upstart PlayStation? Would we all be hedgy wedgies anticipating the release of Sega Sonic Smash Bros? Or would they still have found a way to mess up and exit the console making industry? Kind regards, Cameron J. Keywood. Well, speak for yourself. I, I think would have we're, been a bossery, we're all hedgy wedgies already and bosseroos. Yeah. So yeah. that, you know, no difference made there. Yeah. I've got some. The two genders, hedgy wedgy and bosseroos. Yes, on this. Yeah, it's a binary system. Yeah. Mm. Um, newly published document, this is from Games Radar. Newly published documents highlighting the gradual decline of Sega's console production as it struggled to compete against Sony. Full stop. <laughs> Good. Okay. Good. A 272-page collection of documents shared by Sega Retro features 1996 financial results and sales records from Sega of America, as well as comments from company leaders about the state of the industry and the newly released Sega Saturn. Despite a strong game library, the Saturn struggled constantly against the new PlayStation, which was younger and cheaper. The console features Sega's, uh, sorry, the collection features Sega's efforts to overcome those struggles. In one email, then CEO Tom Kalinsky said that in Japan, we are killing Sony. In every store, Saturn hardware is sold out and there are stacks of PlayStation. 
singular. The retailers commented that they can't compare the true sales rate because Saturn sells out before they can even measure it accurately. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah, famously, if they've not got one left in the, the they shop, don't know how like, to measure I don't know how many how fast sold. they've sold. Yeah. Unfortunately, yeah. they're all gone, so how can we count them? Yeah, how can we count them? As Kalinsky notes, however, the success in Japan wasn't matched in the US, where Sony massively outsold Sega throughout the mid-90s. As the documents moved to cover brand reviews of the uh, of the Saturn and other Sega consoles, it becomes clear the company was struggling across the board. Consoles weren't making enough money, and much of the blame seems to fall on Sega's sports games. Uh, and it continues later on this article. In its own brand review, Sega noted that the PlayStation was perceived as a cheaper console with better looking games, better marketing, and a bigger budget behind it. Thank you, Games Radar. Oh, dear. Thank you, Games Radar. Thank you, Games Radar. So, I mean, it's. I know this is something that was said decades ago with you know and now we have all the hindsight in the world to to look at this but when i saw the we are killing sony thing come out on twitter the other day i thought oh it's a bit cringe isn't it it's a bit cringe <laughs> um but so i mean it's all very interesting that this has happened to answer cameron's question though i think is pretty difficult because we're talking about a hypothetical scenario so I mean, I, I can at least say that if Sega had done really, really well and become like one of the leading consoles, then I'm sure there probably would be some like more Sonic fans out there than there are right now. And there's, you know, there's still plenty of people who are really into their Sonic. But I, for example, don't care that much for Sonic because I've never owned a Sega console. I've played a bit of Sonic here and there, but like never, never owned it. So maybe I would be more of a Sonic fan if Sega had, uh, you know, been more in the forefront of the market. However, the second part of the question... Uh, would they have still found a way to mess up and exit the console making industry? I don't think we can really say because we're talking about a hypothetical situation where they rose to the top. So what led them to rise to the top? Would they still be doing that or would they not? I don't know because it's a made up scenario. So I don't know if they would have found a way to mess up and exit because we're talking about a hypothetical really good Sega that did really well. So that's impossible to answer, Cameron. Whoa, Austin. Slam. Calm. But no, the first part of the question. Yeah, I think probably there would be some more Sonic fans and stuff. Uh, <laughs> and probably some more Sega IP like that, that doesn't exist now. There may be, maybe be some more series and characters and stuff. So, yeah, what you'd, could have been? You'd mm. be a hedgy-wedgy, though, wouldn't you? Oh, yeah. Time? We'd For all sure. be hedgy-wedgy. We so, would, yeah. uh, you know, that's just natural, yeah. isn't it? Um, I, I kind of do think that they would have stayed in the console market. I mean, the Saturn wasn't terrible and a lot of people rate some of the games that were on the Saturn and they had Sam some, Driver in particular Sam Driver yeah. loves them um, and a lot of the time when we talk about kind of like older games and we look back at like the best of lists and stuff the Saturn popped up quite a lot during the time the, these like best games so I do think that if they'd have if they'd have you know stayed in and they'd have won that maybe we would have been seeing a lot more um from them a lot more interesting consoles and stuff the saturn 720 would be out by now yeah potentially the well no they'd have through... done they'd have gone xbox it would just be called the saturn one yeah yeah maybe so um but i do think that like it it would be interesting to kind of have another home console like person on the on the frontier obviously we've got microsoft and and playstation whether they would be 
in the same realm as those two or much like Nintendo kind of doing their own thing. That would be very, like would have been a very interesting thing to find out whether it would have been a challenge for Nintendo and maybe if Nintendo would have survived as well. They were both kind of like fighting it out amongst themselves in the kind of handheld market nowadays. And obviously, again, we can't answer it because it didn't happen, but it is interesting to wonder like whether they would have gone into the home console market or whether they would have kind of gone down what Nintendo did, gone for a more handheld approach and yeah. that kind of thing thing um and also whether you know maybe they would have been huge in japan and then it you know trickled into the west a, a lot more or whether like nintendo they would have just gone massive everywhere but still have like a ginormous hold in japan and lots of games that just come out um in the east so it is interesting to think about and wonder if they had like killed nintendo but maybe what if they'd killed sony that'd be interesting if wow. they'd have taken down playstation and we had Sega instead of Sony. Versus Microsoft. Yeah, Sega mm. versus Microsoft, whether, you know, things would be different. It would be interesting to know, like, what kind of games we would have. Yeah. Like, such different kind of vibes from the get-go between PlayStation and Sega. So it would be interesting to see, like, whether we'd still all be playing, you know, side-scroller, platformer, Sonic-esque games. Obviously, there would have been evolution, but it would be interesting to see, like, where the different trends would have gone if... Sega had have been stuck around. Maybe Sony would have ended up in the position Sega is in now where they're just developing games and they have no mm. hardware. Yeah. yeah and then just occasionally they bring out a, a game that is released on the Nintendo or something. Yeah. Um, whatever Nintendo console is out at that time. Mm. Mm. I read a very interesting book because I'm a nerd mm. uh, called Console Wars, which sort of chronicles sort of fictitiously it's pieced together from lots of accounts and interviews but sort of a narrative is being constructed in there so that you got to take it with a sort of pinch of salt but it's really interesting uh, an interesting insight into the nintendo versus sega um battle of the early 90s and of course sega did for a while beat nintendo they were the top brand in america and uh when the playstation launched i believe they were also ahead of the playstation for a while probably around the time that this mm. was this email was written however shortly after that everything sort of went wrong and it kind of collapsed in on itself it's really interesting to think about what could have happened because Having read this book and the the sort of the story that it tells you within it, it's it's very much Sega being what's called a challenger brand, so sort of like an underdog. Mm. Mm. So they can afford to sort of be a bit more scrappy and scratch and claw and perhaps use slightly more underhanded tactics, if you will, you know, directly calling out Nintendo and saying, oh, they're rubbish. And there's also a... Uh, I think a Sega Saturn advert that was doing the rounds that directly calls out the PlayStation as well and says, look at the rubbish PlayStation. We're the mm. Sega Saturn. We're the best. Mm. But that mindset didn't really seem to change when they became the market leader. They still behaved like that. And that's not the reason that things ultimately went wrong for them. But as we have seen more recently with PlayStation being the sort of challenger brand going into the PS4 era where, you know, you can share your games. There you go. Haha. <laughs> Isn't Xbox silly? Mm. You know, sort of poking fun at their rival. And then since they've been the market leader, they're just so bloody boring, aren't they? Well, you could say the same for back in the 90s as well when the PS1 was first um, sort of shown at E3. 
famously or infamously, mm. they just walked up on stage, said two ninety nine, and sat down again. Yeah, that's like that's not a professional move, is it, to just no, go and do that? No. But you could do that if you're just you launching your first. Yeah, if you're in that position, it's the same reason why Xbox are doing all the crazy, interesting marketing stuff now because they are still a billion dollar company but they are technically the challenger brand in this situation like that social media mm-hmm. post they did say after all the playstation um mm. games all yeah. these games coming to xbox as well but you yeah. see like a lot more like sp- xbox partnerships with like the oreo playstation uh, xbox yeah. the, mm. ma- the barbie the fridge. xbox the fridge you can get the fridge you definitely have something... a lot more like marketing yeah. clickbaity kind of stuff exactly because you know they're in a position where it makes sense to do that I, there's something that that's very different about sega's approach in the 90s that worked really well for them initially to get them to that point but when they got to that point yeah. the tact didn't change and i don't know if that just stopped resonating with consumers or if gen, mm. gen uh, genuinely sorry the playstation ultimately had better games and was cheaper and you know the as you read in that article the the public opinion ended up swaying but certainly it was interesting to see sega not change their marketing tact from yeah. from from being a challenge to being the, the market leader so yeah i mean the hypothetical could they still be there i don't know by all accounts a lot of people at sony and by people i mean senior stuffy execs in sony of japan did not want the playstation to happen at all i think it if I'm remembering rightly, Citation Needed, it had to be spun off into the development of the console had to be spun off into like a division within Sony Music so that they could Mm. make it without Mm -hmm. annoying anyone, sort of in secret in a way. Uh, And then they ended up releasing it and it did really, really well. If they were killed in that first generation you wouldn't have seen a playstation 2 there's no way that that sony would have gone mm. for that uh well, so it was just a byproduct of the uh the nintendo disc drive wasn't there whatever too. that was going to yeah. be called it, it was, uh, the nintendo playstation well yeah yeah it was um, just, uh, before it became its own thing it's all really interesting uh and we're seeing a lot of this sort of archived especially archived footage coming to the fore at the moment mm. because of all this no amazing stuff that uh, Noclip has found. Mm. Yeah, the boxes and boxes of old tapes of E3 presentations and hands-off gameplay demos. So we're probably going to find a lot more information like this in the near future, and it's it's going to be really, really interesting. But I would recommend reading the Console Wars book if you're interested in that. It's interesting to know like, what the butterfly effect is. Like if, if Sega had one, mm. how that would change everything, like yeah. whether you know consoles would be completely different now. It's interesting. It's an interesting, like, thought experiment, but it, we'll never know, which is no. a, it's a shame. But hey. We will never know. But we do know that we're all hedgy wedgies. Yeah, uh, and bosseries. And yeah. bosseries. And if you're unfamiliar with that, those were some of the trial names that uh, Sega were. Sega came up with in a marketing, uh, what's it called? Not brainstorming. Uh, where, you're, where you get punters Pitch. in. Not pitch. You get punters in. You like you like talk to them. It's it's oh, like oh, focus, group. focus group. Focus group. Thank yeah. you. Yeah, yeah, that was some focus group titles that they came up with for, uh, for gamers. gamers and uh, Sonic, Sonic the Hedgehog fans. Yeah, <laughs> which obviously uh, stayed with us yeah. forever. So there we are. Of course, it's time for something a little different, Ashton. It is something brand new that we've never done before. Brought to us by our very own Billy. Oh. Uh, he's came up with this idea, and he, he said, did. "I think we should do it in the podcast." And we were like, "Of course." Our Lord and Saviour Billy, of course, yes. we will. It's called What We Play In. Mm. It's What We Play In time. Time to talk about what we've been playing. Up first is Billy Ray Walrus. 
who's not been playing anything this week. Oh, he doesn't busy. have articulated arms, so he no. can't. He's play. got a guitar glued to this one, yeah. so yeah, there's broken. no way that he can he's not. He's not even been playing his guitar because broken. Yeah. yeah. Bless him. It's been broken for five years. He yeah. kept sending us super glue, and we were like, "Thanks," but people have now stopped no. sending us yeah. super glue because yeah. they know that uh, we're just, just we're just going to sniff way. it and we're not going to use it on yeah. the guitar. So there we are. Uh, Peter, what have you been playing? Uh, I played a little bit of Star Wars, and I'm still really enjoying it. I like. I've said said it before, but I just like being able to run around, like run on walls and stuff and mm-hmm. do do flips do a flip mm-hmm. um it's just nice to have a character that can do that i just feel like it's been a little while since i've played a game where my character is as agile as cal um and also i'm finding him just less annoying this time yeah, he's me definitely too. less annoying. he's more confident yeah. yeah um and he's grown up and matured i've not been customizing my character at all because for some reason that just doesn't interest me i don't know why because i i Generally, quite like character customization, but yeah, can't relate. <laughs> no, um, but I think, like, I think the stubble works for him as well. It just adds a bit of edge to him mm-hmm. and makes him look less like, you know, a, a school bus bully or something. Um, he does look a bit like what's the protagonist um, from Jimmy Hopkins? Jimmy yeah, Hopkins, yeah, when he's got no no facial hair. Because mm. um, people in the Star Wars like fandom have said for for a while that they should get whatever that guy's name is in real life, the actor. Uh, who plays Cal Kestis. Oh, yeah. Okay. I don't know what his Him name is. In, and like, they were like, he could have his own live action show because he looks identical to the character they could just hire him and they could do a cal show and he'll I've, show up in something probably. i'm almost certain of it and i've thought for a long time like oh but i don't like that character mm. i was gonna say that guy i mean that guy <laughs> cal Kestis. but uh i'm now at the point where if it happened mm. i think i could sort of you get along okay with it with mm-hmm. potentially. so now they have peter austin's blessing they do yeah. now they'll do you it, can do now it that they'll, it's official i, I can confirm Cal Kestis, the show coming next year. He's going to be in Ash- Ashoka. Ashoka? Ash- Ashoka. 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 Yeah. God. Ashaka. I don't really know. Uh, he sort of won me over in the marketing material for that because I think he was going out on stage and talking to people. I just saw like a montage. At Star Wars Celebration, he did a big thing and then he gave his the poncho that he was wearing right. to someone who was dressed as Cal Kestis. That's great. He nice. was like, you look great. And then as he was leaving the stage, he took off his poncho and he handed it to them. And oh. they were like... He did this whole thing about the poncho where he just, whenever he was spoken to, he would just change his subject to ask, where is there a poncho in the new one? That's all, <laughs> yeah. that's all he was asking over and over yeah. again. He did a, they did quite a good ad with him and um, Mark Hamill as yes, well. Yes, that was a good Where ad, he was like teaching him how to be a Jedi. Yeah. And, oh yeah, I think I saw that. And he said, well, I didn't get two lights. Yeah, he's using, he's like dual wielding and Mark Hamill's like, oh, what? I didn't let me use it. <laughs> um, so yeah, I've been playing more of that. Still really enjoying it. Um, sort of, uh, you know, I'm stopping to smell the roses and stuff, so it's taken me a while to get through it, but it's uh, it's a good time. But also, last night, well, actually two days ago, I bought, but played last night, um, the Spyro Reignited trilogy for PC. It's really oh. cheap on Steam right mm-hmm. now. It's 75% off. Steam sale. And um, I, for for reasons that are kind of kind of boring and stuff, like basically I want to capture, I wanted to capture a load of footage for something I'm just doing in, in my own time. And I thought... I could bring my PS5 up to the PC and plug it in and then use OBS. And then I thought, well, you know, I don't know how well that's, how good that's going to look. So I looked at, I just happened to look at like, oh, how much is it on Steam? And there's just a massive sale on. So I bought it and now I can play it in like ultra quality and capture the stuff I wanted to capture. So I last night played the first half of Spyro 1 mm. in one sitting, got as far as Beast Makers. Now I've Flip got, and love beast makers. got some beast makers levels to do tonight. So that's what I've been playing this week. Yeah. You're looking forward to going yeah. back to it? Uh, yeah. Although I have been like, it's the most speed runny run I've ever done in uh, Spyro because I am just 
trying to get all the levels unlocked so I can just do what I want to do. That's the mm-hmm. only reason I'm playing it is to like unlock the stuff I want to capture. So um, yeah, I've I've really I've been skipping all the dragons for the first time in my entire life. Not listen to what they they want to say to me. Oh no. Um, and uh, yeah, just charging through. But so yeah, it's not it's not the usual way I would play it. But I've still been enjoying it. So yeah, they're going to think good. you don't love them anymore. Yeah, they are. I know. Well, it's all right. It's the reignited ones. I don't care about them as much. Okay. Um, mm. Those low poly ones, though, I wouldn't ever want them to think I don't love them. My boyfriend booted up his PlayStation Three the other day, mm. and it played, uh, Spyro One was in it, and he was like, "Oh, this this one's only got fifty percent complete." And I watched wow, him no. run through the rest of the game in the evening, and I was like, "Wow, nerd, nerd, nerds. <laughs> these Spyro nerds." What have you been playing, Ashton? I've been playing a few things. I'm kind of in this weird space where. I want to play all my like backlog games and games that I've been wanting to play for a while, but I just keep going back to sandbox games and just spending hours just mindlessly doing that. So I finished Assassin's Creed 2, nice. uh, finished that the weekend. I was going to get all the feathers, but I decided I don't care enough. Oh, the no. feathers are so Mum can game. be sad forever. She's been sad for 40 years. What's a few more? She's basically on death's door at this yeah, point. Yeah, she's going to die now. Who cares? Who cares? Um, she got 50. That's enough. I don't know where all these feathers Maybe are. Maybe she's heard. Yeah, build a bird. Jesus Christ. Build a bird workshop. Yeah, build a bird workshop. Exactly. Um, and I'm going to hold off on Brotherhood for a while because um, I have other stuff to do. And then I started Dishonored 2. Um, I didn't realize. Well, I did. I, I think I did know, but I'd forgotten that you can play as either Corvo or Emily mm-hmm. um, in the second game. So I picked Emily. And I also thought it was fun that you could play with no powers. But I said, no, thanks. Give me the power to zip around. Mm-hmm. I don't want to have to walk everywhere. Blink is one of the best powers. It ever. really yeah. is good. Um, and I've been enjoying that so far. I'm interested in the story. I think it's a real upgrade from the first one. I've kind of missed the style of the the first one in terms of like the visual, because obviously, like it was criticized a bit for what it looked like. But I really liked the art style of the first one. So it. they've kind of like toned it back a little bit, not all the way. Like it's still got that kind of it's not cell shaded, but that kind of cartoony esque mm-hmm. thing. But it's definitely pared back a little bit, which is a shame. But hey, I don't think I knew right. that people criticized the way the first one looked. No, me neither. Yeah. Well, well, they're idiots. Yeah, yeah. They they are. Are. if you criticize yeah. it, you're an idiot. Too. <laughs> I'm just gonna say it. it's a beautiful game. Yeah. Uh, I still haven't finished Hellblade. I keep meaning to go back to it, but I keep forgetting. And I've been playing some more Minecraft Vault Hunters. Basically played that all weekend. Um, sat back to back with my boyfriend and we barely spoke the whole time and it was great. Uh, and then I've also been playing Planet Zoo and I played it on stream last week and this week. And then after my stream last night, I went on Steam and it's on sale. So I bought two of the expansion packs oh, and no. then uh, played all night until I went to bed. What's um, in the packs? I bought the well I already had two packs I had the like arctic pack and the savannah pack so then I bought the aquatic pack so I could have walruses and penguins nice Billy yeah and I also bought the africa pack so I could have um little fennec foxes ah because they were pretty cute Mm -hmm. are they all breeding all the time yeah my i my zoo was getting out of hand they kept having fights because they kept just like uncontrollably breeding so every time there was a fight i was just selling animals i was like (laughs) get out and then my spiders kept breeding and then they'd be like there's too many spiders in the pen but luckily that's way too many if you've got an exhibit which is different from like a habitat where there's like actual animals if you've got an exhibit you can just set it so that as soon as it like fills up it just automatically releases the spiders to the wild so i'm just like it's like a hole in the exhibit and it just goes out yeah yeah, yeah. the guests are just 
Oh, you know. there, there's like four spiders in the toilet downstairs next door. And I'm pretty sure that Alan 2 is either inviting all of his friends around. Or, or they're coming is, from your zoo. Yeah. Or they're coming from my zoo. Exactly. Or he's somehow asexually breeding, breeding like mad. Yeah. yeah, exactly. There's a lot of spiders in there. I took pictures of them because I was like, look how many spiders <laughs> there are in here. <laughs> so many. Um, uh, but yeah, that's what I've been playing this week. I'm really enjoying it. But I do need to concentrate on the games I'm playing because I only oh I played something else I forgot to mention yeah. I played the Pikmin 4 demo oh yeah this week that? really good really long uh, I played for like really an hour long. and a half mm. it was like quite a substantial demo because it lets you get up to like 1500 shiny points or something which is kind of like most of the first level mm -hmm. and your progress carries over into oh, the right. full game nice, if you buy nice. it um, and I really enjoyed it I'm really excited for Pikmin 4 to come out I've kind of been like umming and ahhing. I was like wanting to play it. And then the last like extended gameplay demo they showed us kind of put me off a little bit. Um, for some reason, I don't know why. I think it was like they were just showing me too much and it looked a bit too complicated. But actually it's not complicated at all. And I'm enjoying it. So mm. hopefully when that comes out in a few weeks, I'll be able to give that a proper go. Um, but that's kind of the next game that's coming out that I'm like really excited for. There's also a game on PlayStation called Viewfinder that I'm really excited for, but that one I can think I can wait. I've heard of Viewfinder. Is that yeah. the one where your your pictures You take a picture become... and then it like Yeah, that's real. been in development for a long time. Yeah. Is that a VR game or no, am I mistaken? It's, not a, VR game. it's a PlayStation one? game, it's not a VR game. Okay. Yeah, that sounds I have heard of that before. Yeah. But that's coming out soon, so I feel like I've been watching that for like five years yeah it Twitter. has kind of been i kept being like is it out like did it just like sneak past but it's no it's coming out i think on the the 18th i think it may have originally started as literally just like the concept like someone mm. just said hey look at this fun thing i made and then they've just slowly been turning it into like an actual puzzle game yeah which is cool but it's cool it looks good um but yeah play pipkin 4 demo pretty good nice. if you've got a switch i'd recommend giving it a go have you met ochi I have, yeah. You meet Ochi pretty early on. And when you is... meet him, he's a puppy. Okay. What, and then I mean, he grows overnight, and then he's a big dog. I mean, he just looks looks like a bit of a monster, doesn't he? Is he just he a smaller monster? He's he's, he's a not a monster. He you is a just monster. you think he's scary, but he's not. He's really scary. I'm scared of Ochi. I think he's gonna hurt me. Ochi's not gonna hurt you. Ochi's a nice do. boy. He just likes you. Like best like mates. I don't like him. Apparently, according to Pikmin fans, Pikmin Four seems to like rewrite the canon of Whoa. the Pikmin oh, story. My goodness, the the oh, no. prestigious lore, mm. the PCU. Yeah, exactly. P PKU, PKCU. PKCU. Oh, goodness, want. I don't know why the K's in there. That's wrong. Anyway, <laughs> Pikmin. I was putting the K, but I probably meant the, the cinematic M. cinematic universe. Yeah. Yeah. Is that, and that's so, all and I've that's, been playing. That's what you've been playing. Yeah. Okay, I've played a few things as well. Uh, I bought uh, Loco Roco, which mm -hmm. was on sale for like dirt cheap. I played a lot of that during the pandemic. I love Loco Roco. Uh, mm. It was originally a PSP game, if you're not familiar. It's super simple. You just use one of the shoulder buttons to tilt the stage one way and then the other shoulder button to jump and, that, <laughs> you know, and then change it up depending on which way you're leaning. Yeah. I never had Loco Roco on PSP, but I used to borrow it from my friend and, and I played it a few times there. And my only memories of it were like the first couple of stages, which is super chill. There's like no hazards. It's just, it's really easy. Mm -hmm. And I thought, God, I could go for something that's really easy. And then I played a few levels and then obviously it gets harder mm -hmm. and there's hazards and the jumping isn't precise enough, so you hit something and then your little loco roco blob flies away like a ghost and you can't get him anymore. And I was getting all cross and I just I just want a full game. How, how hard would it be just to have a full game of really colorful, 
zero stakes platforming. You want f- well, I say flower, but that's flower, not platforming. Yeah, platform, I've, I've yeah. played flower loads. Um, I want I want loco. I, anyway, I really enjoyed loco roco. Like it's just so exists, but I'm trying to think what it would be. Yeah, I, don't I just know. want to jump and pick up things. Yeah, maybe Rayman. Yeah, Rayman. yeah I mean, there Rayman's, is hazards in Rayman. Rayman is pretty hard. Rayman. Yeah. I played Rayman one a couple of years ago because I, I want to play Rayman two or three when it got 3d mm. i've always wanted to play that and i never have and i was like i'll play the first ones first the first one got really hard really quickly i was like flip this i'm not playing this anymore i think yeah. i played rayman 3 the 3d one and like as a child and i was i got to a bit where i was like i just don't understand what i'm supposed to do next yeah. and i was stuck there for ages and i think i never went back to it because it was too hard i don't like rayman i've played rayman one of on a few occasions because it just feels like a launch game that's been with every console mm-hmm. from from 1995 to 2004 or something. <laughs> it was even a DS launch title, I think. Um, it's been on everything. So I played that a few times and that's not fun. I don't know what Michelle on sale was smoking. No. Rubbish, rubbish game. <laughs> then it went 3D. Still, Michelle, rubbish. Try again. <laughs> they, they played that one as well. Uh, I played a bit of one of them. Yeah, I'm obviously being facetious. But Ray- Rayman Origins and Legends, I feel, might be more. Yeah, that's because I've dabbled yeah. with those a few times. And mm. and largely, it's just jumping over spikes and punching things. And yeah. that might, you know. Anyway, Loco Roco is great. And it's really weird. And I'd love it if they made another one. But they won't because, you know, as we said, they're, they're market leaders. They don't have to do anything uh, weird anymore. They're yeah. just going to make uh, The Last of Us and... Um, horizon until the heat death of the universe yeah. and uh, we just, tell, just gotta get on board with that and that's okay <laughs> uh, i've also played more diablo 4 i've played a load of final fantasy 16 and that's great i'm really liking it um having a good time with that that's been the main thing that i've been playing don't really have anything else to report on that front because uh that will be spoilers pretty mm. much mm. just go listen to the review corner i've heard people week. like have mixed reviews about final fantasy 16 everyone says this to me every uh, everyone i've spoken to because james said the same thing mm. that uh oh i've heard mixed things but i've not i think which i've is just weird. seen people be like it doesn't really feel like a final fantasy game yeah. it feels like a very different genre and like style i've also heard people say that the story really like just doesn't kind of feel like it pans out at the end but obviously oh man okay well that's i've heard people say i've also people who really like the story so yeah. who knows i'm I've, enjoying it so far i've heard people say that they've seen mixed reviews on it i've not i don't think i've seen any yeah i feel like i've heard it, more but... people say that there are mixed reviews <laughs> yeah. than actually seen the, the reviews that's that's a good point uh but you know people are you know their 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 own proclivities whatever the phrase is Mm. Mm -hmm. uh i i personally am really enjoying it and i think it looks very pretty and i'm having a great time so uh yeah it's currently hitting seemingly a lot of the same kind of story beats as final fantasy 7 for some reason there's a lot of uh overarch uh sort of shared shared beats in there i don't know my brain's not working today themes Themes, yeah themes that that that's it thank you Um, yeah i need to go to bed i think and uh apart from that i played a little bit of chivalry 2 which i i still don't like Uh, i was just playing (laughs) with i was playing with some friends last night and you can play and you know you can have lots of players in it and i just i'm just tired of i'm not good at it and Mm. i just die (laughs) And I have to run all, I have to wait to respawn and then to run back in. And I was tired. I didn't even add it to my library because I was like, nah, not for you. No thanks. Yeah, I don't, I don't like it. And uh, golf with your friends, ah, which everybody good loves. Good game. That's yeah, a great game. Except that. most of the stages are just, just unbelievably hard. Yeah. Mm. Some of them, the first few, easy. Yeah. First game like, we ever played together? It is. We yeah. did all yeah. play golf with your friends. That's yeah, true. When we, when we got mm. to know Ashton a bit. Mm-hmm. And that's all I've been playing. 
Oh, but wait, before we go any further, we forgot to say it's Review Corner time. Hello. Welcome to Review Corner. I'm here, Peter Austin, oh with James Jenkins. Hello. Welcome in, James, because you've Hello. been playing. That's why no one thought to say Review Corner, because none of us have played the game. I can't believe it. I'm sorry, James. They forgot about it. We it? forgot about you, as always. <sighs> no, we, we it's, never it's do. Not, it's, it's not about forgetting about me. It's about forgetting about Dave the Diver. Well, that's exactly right. We would Poor never Dave. forget about you, but we forgot about Dave. <laughs> oh, um, no. So tell us about Dave the Diver, James. Um. Certainly, yeah. So Dave the Diver is it's it's interesting. So it's a um a mix of a lot of different things. It's kind of weird. So it's like it's sort of pens itself as like an adventure RPG management sim hybrid, and it's also got some like roguelite elements. Okay. And it's a weird one. So I'm gonna try and like explain this as best I can. Obviously, it's um uh, if if you're watching on YouTube, you can see the footage, yeah. and uh, you can also see how beautiful it is with the uh, with the 2D pixel art and whatnot. Mm-hmm. So, um, have you did you stream it? I on... did indeed. You yeah, did, last yeah. week. Yeah, so yeah. I streamed. Uh, was it last week? Oh my god, this week feels like it's gone on way longer. Yeah, but, uh, yeah. It's on the I, I did channel as well. It. Then, if people want to have a look, absolutely. Yeah, good, good shout, good shout. Um, so by day, you're you're a you're a diver. Uh, called Dave, mm-hmm. who is a, a lovely chap, by the way. All he wants to do is just dive and catch fish. So, yeah, that's um, that's sort of like the, I suppose, the roguelike element there. Um, you you dive in a semi-randomized um, ocean. Right. Um, you know, catch fish with your harpoon gun and various other means, uh, collect up resources and you know, go about your business and do uh, various other quests that pop up. Mm-hmm. And then by night, you are running a sushi restaurant. Ah. So, yeah, and it's, um, th- that bit is interesting. So you'd think, at first I thought you'd be actually cooking the dishes, but you're not necessarily, you've got uh, you've got your boy Bancho for that. His his name's Bancho and he's um, a, an expert sushi chef. Right. So he does all the cooking. All you're doing, at first at least, is... Um, delivering it to the customers and sorting out like the um the menu uh for each evening so you get like um two sessions of like uh day diving right uh, or dave diving or yeah. whatever um and then uh yeah one one session of like the restaurant aspect um and is it dependent on what you caught that day specifically or and yeah yeah so it's um i i don't believe things like go off so it depends on like what you sort of collect so you could collect up quite a lot um and actually that's a good point um usually you want to eat seafood like pretty much the day it's yeah. caught right um yeah we've uh you know uh i don't believe the food goes off but yeah you you just collect them and then yeah based on what you've got you can then start um putting on like increasingly more complex recipes right and then it sort of piles on more and more features on top of that like um being able to research recipes and uh yeah and then because like you'll start getting more and more customers you can hire staff to help out either with the cooking or help you with serving and there's also like a few other like little mini games like being able to like pour the drinks and stuff Mm -hmm. um there's just it it feels like it's still sort of introduced i've played a good like maybe 10 hours now Mm. and it still feels like it's introducing a lot of stuff um yeah it's it's crazy it's it's one of those games that's like it's got it's very satisfying it's yeah. a very satisfying loop of like um you you don't realize how much time you has passed yeah uh until you sort of check and realize oh well i've i've just been you know going through the uh, the 
you know, the, the different processes each day and, um, yeah, collecting up resources, getting more uh, things and then back in to fish out more stuff. Mm -hmm. But it, the game could have been perfect if it was just like that. Like it right. could have been pretty good. Mm -hmm. I say yeah, perfect. So strong, strong statement, but, um, there's a lot of story elements as well. Oh, okay. And yeah. it's, it's kind of, yeah, kind of weird. So, uh, the, the characters are just fantastic. It's very sort of lighthearted, very mm. silly. Um, you know, uh, there's a lot of weird characters like one of your, I think the, um, oh, what's his name? I've forgotten his name, but the owner of the restaurant uh, is like a weapons dealer, right. for example. You've got um, some uh, tech wizard who's also a big, you know, like anime fan and keeps bringing that up and... Uh, yeah, and he's also very mean to Dave. A lot of people are mean to Dave. Oh, it's not no. fair. I know. He's just... They've yeah. worked so hard. Yeah, that's it. Um, but uh, yeah, and there's there's a lot of uh, other little threads that start popping up. So um, yeah, you've got uh, obviously the store and like um, repairing a bit of uh, earthquake damage to start with and then creating a successful business and all that sort of stuff. Right. But then you've got a researcher who's like, oh, what about... There's, I've heard about these sea people uh, that may or may not exist. Okay. Um, yeah, and then you've got uh, you know, missing shipments. You've got uh, potentially big, scary, uh, monstrous fishies. Um, okay. Yeah. Because there are, you know, when you're in the, the diving aspect of the game, there are some aggressive uh, fish. There mm. are dangers out there. It's not all sort of fun and games. Yeah. Like just catching fish. Uh, yeah, sometimes you are the predator. Yeah. <laughs> you are the prey, I and should the say, prey, rather yeah. than the predator. Yeah. Um, and yeah, there's there's pirates there. There are aggressive environmentalists. Okay, who, yeah. Um, yeah. This is quite a, a funny um, thread that just sort of opened up where they're like, oh, you're you're causing damage to the, um, to the sea, mm. yet, you know, not uh, too far later on. Uh, the same dude is launching an underwater grenade launcher at, um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, and damaging the sea himself. So yeah. it's like, yeah, this this guy's crazy. Um, yeah, it's it's insane how much stuff they've put in. Um, so speaking of, uh, you know, I mentioned a big grenade launcher there. Yes. Uh, you have uh, the actual, like, uh, diving aspect of it is quite in depth as well like surprisingly it starts off with just you know it seems like you're collecting resources avoiding a few of the more aggressive fish but you have um a lot of different quests that pop up uh things to find that will you know further other things um the combat's quite simple you've got like a melee you've got like a harpoon thing which is your usual way of like getting um getting fish mm. and there are different sort of like little mini games depending on the different like um harpoon arrow tips or okay, whatever, yeah. however you'd say like yeah you get like different items that you can um pick up as well uh the other thing is you have uh, a gun that you can use right. various different types of underwater guns okay um and then a bunch of gadgets as well some of them uh you know like uh mines some of them help you like swim faster there's there's a lot mm. <laughs> there's a lot there um and it's it's a sort of good mix between upgrades that you can do permanently and uh items and guns that you'll find just on that one run um and then you know once you take them out of the water they disintegrate right. i don't know i can't remember the crazy logic that they use there, yeah it's, it's you know it's all very tongue-in-cheek um mm -hmm. but uh yeah it's 
certainly certainly a lot yeah. <laughs> like yeah. just trying to explain all the features and um you know as i do that i remember pff, half a dozen other things yeah well it's, it's always the way isn't it mm. but uh oh well but good yeah, it's it's certainly interesting you've got a lot of other things as well like uh, <laughs> uh okay don't be alarmed cards oh, it's no. not really a card system it's cards. just like it's like a sticker book Right. Like you just um, you have uh, a bunch of different apps on your uh, your phone menu, which mm-hmm. is, you know, serves as a menu. Um, and you know, one of those is just like, oh, you can collect all these fish. Other things are like sort of, you know, miscellaneous. Um, I suppose not even side quests, but little uh, check the box sort of things right. that uh, you do. And yeah, it's just. Really nice, a lot a really to it. delightful yeah. thing, super satisfying, and it keeps getting deeper and deeper. And yeah, like it, it's yeah, <laughs> it's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun. Mm, brilliant. Yeah. Well, thanks for that, James. Thanks yeah, for your thoughts. No and, problem. Uh, are you gonna? Was it a one-off stream, or do you think you might carry on? Or well, it's interesting. Like I, I would probably play a lot more, but I don't know how long it goes on for, so I yeah. probably won't stream it again, but I might revisit yeah, it quite soon. Yeah. yeah, so that could be quite interesting. Oh, well, um, good. And it's out on what? So it's on uh, just on PC at the minute. Right. Um, I played it on the Steam version, but, mm. you know, if you're if you're having a listen to this uh, this weekend, then um, it's currently on a Steam sale. Ah. So uh, just a little bit less than uh, seventeen pounds, or your equivalent in dollars. Brilliant. Um, so yeah, just really charming, really nice art style, super satisfying to, uh, to play. A lot of fun. Fantastic. Cool. Well, thanks very much. Yeah. Well, Thank I'll go back much. to uh, back to the podcast. All right. Well, I better better get rid. Yeah, get out. Go on. <laughs> See you later. <laughs> Bye. It's time for question two now. Comes from Nexus Polaris. Hey, BAP. Sandbox games are getting bigger in scope and scale with every new release. Do you think the GTA 6's map will pale in comparison to Starfield's 1000 Planets slash 10-year story? Or will there be enough content slash map to keep people playing the game for 10 plus years like GTA 5 already has? Thank you, Nexus Polaris. Um, yeah, I think um, that GTA, GTA 6 can just release and do exactly what it was going to do and does not need to worry about the fact that there's also Starfield with a thousand planets and a 10 year story. Mm -hmm. Like even if GTA six only in big, big air quotes only has a map the size of GTA five or, you know, even twice as big as that. And it doesn't have anywhere near a thousand planets or, you know, equivalent. Um, And uh, yeah, yeah, if it it comes out like that, that's still great. That's all you need from GTA, you know, a big city or two or three to have a lot of fun in. And without a doubt, they're going to do what they've been doing for GTA 5, uh, which is just put loads more content out over years and years and years. So I certainly think that it can compete with the fact that Starfield apparently has this 10 year plan. I have no doubts at all that GTA 6 will also have a 10 plus year plan. Um, But in terms of map size, I mean, as we've said, I think a few times on recent podcasts, I'd be glad if it wasn't too big, to be honest. Um, I guess GTA is a bit different to something like an Ubi world where, yeah, I don't want those worlds to be massive. But GTA, it can, in a way, it can be as big as it likes because I'm not going around worrying about collecting things. It's just having the biggest playground to play in. So in that sense, maybe it can be a lot bigger than uh, some of the other maps that we're getting right now that are too big for me. But uh, yeah, I don't mind 
necessarily how big or small it is because it i know it's just going to be gta and it's going to be fun so. i don't think about gta 5 that's capable coming back isn't like the map mm. or the the city being huge or interesting it's more like the content that they've been continuously producing and giving people new things to do um i i almost think that like skyrim doesn't do it as well as gta 5 does obviously skyrim is still like constantly coming out and people are still playing it all the time but i think people play skyrim because they like to do their own thing in it rather than gta where they kind of do the the narrative that's given to them by the game slash the additional content that's been allowed to them i think that uh rockstar did a great thing by letting people make their own content in gta 5 um with the map makers and like the race stuff that you can do um and that's some of the most of the stuff that I see people playing nowadays is like the heist stuff or they're on like role play servers where they're like role playing as police officers and stuff. That's like where GTA five still gets its content from. It's people making their own fun now, which is great because that's kind of, you know, what games should be. Um, I don't necessarily think that like you say, they have to worry about the size of the map. I don't think they have to worry about, Oh, well, will people have hours and hours of gameplay because some people like, us will just play through like the main campaign or the story that's presented to us and then maybe like not touch it again until three years time when someone says oh do you want to play some gta online with me and i was like sure let's play for three hours and then never play it again great idea but some people will do the campaign then go online and just stay online for like six years. years exactly 10 years and uh rockstar will keep pumping out content for it until we beg them plead with them please just make another game for the love of God. Um, but yeah, it's interesting to like see how that's going to pan out. But I don't think they have to worry. They're two very different vibes. I feel like some people see a thousand planets, me, and they say, that's too many. Uh, no, thanks. Don't want that many. Uh, and also t- taking up 10 years of my time. No, thanks. I've got other things to do, guys. But it's okay because 900 of the planets don't have any life on They haven't got anything on, yeah. So really, it'll only take me one year to Mm. finish everything, uh, if we're going by that logic. But it's good to have content plan. It'll turn very live service-y, I'm sure, very quickly after release. But as long as it releases with enough content that like, I feel justifiable in playing like what probably will be a 70 pound price tag then that's fine but if we're releasing it like a live service game no thank you mm. do not want no thanks so hopefully they'll they'll do gta 5 and they'll release the game and then they'll be like and also the, the content's coming in yeah. a minute yeah so. i think it depends on their approach uh, as we've spoken about before this is the first grand theft auto game that will not have dan hauser being involved after he left gta uh, or rockstar sorry some time ago uh, and they will have learned loads from gta online over the past 10 years uh, mm-hmm. because when nexus polaris is talking about well they've managed to keep people playing gta 5 for 10 years it's not the single player no it's it's the online yeah so we currently do not know what form this game is going to take it could be as you say a a live service nightmare Uh, it could be a a blend of single player and and online stuff you know you do single player missions but you see real uh, other online players wandering the streets and stuff like that like destiny like destiny or it could be as before it could have a dedicated single player mode and then you press a button and it takes you to online and then there's an online version of the city they will build the city that they need for the kind of game that they're making. I wouldn't be shocked to discover that it's bigger than GTA 5's mm. map, but 
I don't necessarily know that it needs to be. Mm. As you guys said, I, I think it it all comes down to how much content they have ready to go. And if people actually want to get stuck into it, if they give players the tools immediately to make their own stuff, that's going to, you know, it, with a platform, turning GTA into a platform with GTA being the brand that it is only means that it's it's going to have longevity as long as it works. Like that's going to be the big thing. If it's if they do make a hybrid game that's live service and single player sort of combined and the servers are buggered from day one and with a launch as big as GTA 6, you know it's going to have a lot of people trying to get in the door day one. Yeah. Uh, then that's going to seriously hamper it. But GTA Online just straight up didn't work for like four, five months after launch, and then it started to, you know, stabilize. And even then it wasn't hugely in depth and it's only become bigger and bigger as it's gone. So it will be interesting to see if it launches with a, a significant portion of online content mm -hmm. for people to get stuck into, like all the heists, or if they just have literally a 10-year content plan where it's like, okay, this is what you're getting at launch. The rest of this stuff is technically ready, but we're just going to drip feed it to you mm -hmm. over the next year or so. Uh, I don't know. I do. I do not know. I'm not interested in in an online only GTA. That's no. that's not for me at all. But I would sort of be shocked if there wasn't some kind of exclusive single player component. Oh to yeah, I'm uh, sure they've got to. Be. I mean, it's a good point you make. I kind of forgot that like Starfield's just single player, and mm. they've got this 10 year campaign, mm. um, which maybe will work. Maybe it won't. But it's yeah. I forgot about the single player. Starfield's just for just for you, just for you for ten years. Yeah, I don't think I'm. I I can't think of any game that I've played. There are games that I've played where DLC has come out within six months, and I'm like, I'm I'm over it. I'm not going back to yeah. that game. It's too. It's been too long. Yeah. Ten years. That's not going to happen. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry. I've also not heard of this ten-year plan for Starfield, but if that's true, then that's that's mental. I googled it when I saw the question, and uh, yeah, there were some headlines saying that. Is it plan. is it a Todd Howard? 10-year plan you know is special. it one of those quotes i don't, know, or is I don't it have time to read it but sort of peter molyneux-esque yeah. like is it really 10 years <laughs> Todd? Tree, uh, it will grow 10 or is years it just later that you've got dlc expansions planned for once every one year or two year or something mm. and actually you're going to play them for maybe a month at a time yeah. or a yeah. few weeks at a time and then, and then no stop. you're going to play this every day, every day for, for 10, 10 years. years i don't want to todd your kids get... will be like, old enough to go to school and beyond and you you'll still be playing Star you only Hill. get the platinum if you manually fly to every planet yeah oh my god yeah there that's will part be of something for that won't there some tracker yeah, yeah. touch every planet. Visited? Touch grass on every planet. <laughs> <laughs> Can't, there's no grass. Your struggle on 900. On the gas no, planet. No yeah. Well, if uh, if there was a trophy for touching grass on every single planet in Starfield, that would be a bit strange, wouldn't it? It would bit be a bit peculiar, strange. perhaps. Might even make the news. Where's weird news time? Oh, it's weird news. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too 
like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. It's weird news time. Time for some weird video game news. Remember, if you want to submit weird video game news to us, you can do so by responding to the relevant social media post that goes out on Facebook and Twitter on a Tuesday. Mm -hmm. Uh, However, if you want to guarantee a shout out at this point in the podcast, you need to go to patreon.com forward slash team triple jump, support us at a certain tier and become a podcast producer just like G.Y. Goliath. (laughs) My God, that was good. Yeah, sorry. Nicole Hansen. Duncan Wilson. <laughs> Katie Garrett or Jared. Ellie Nicholas. Nexus Polaris. Gabrielle Philippink. Wait, what? What? Did, what? What? No. Sorry. Gabrielle Philippink. And Blake Thomas. And Blake Thomas. Some of you got. Did multiple. I have a stroke? I yeah. think I may have done. It's all good. It's just a weird time, isn't it? God, I literally was just completely disassociated when you started talking and I was just not listening to what I was doing. Another world. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Thank you, podcast producers, very much. Thank you. Thank you. Peter, have you got some weird news? I've got some weird news that was submitted on Facebook uh, from Josh Lees. Um, It's according to kotaku.com.au. Crikey. (laughs) Kotaku, Kotakau. Yeah, Kotakau. From Emily Spindler, who says... Diablo 4 billboard reminded people of lockdown advertising complaint claims. Mm. What? Okay. Hang on. It sounded grammatically confusing, but it is correct. Say it, say it again. I'll, I'll reword it for you. An advertising complaint claims that Diablo 4 billboard reminded people of lockdown. Oh, okay. You made it English. That's the Australian mm. Right, okay. It, it was, was upside down. down. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. A Diablo 4 billboard greeting arri- greeting arrive A Diablo 4 billboard greeting arrivals near Melbourne's Essendon Airport has seen complaints submitted to the Australian Ad Standards Community Panel with at least one complainant uh, complainant alleging that the ad brings back quote memories of lockdown and vilifies religious groups oh. the ad features the game's villain and daughter of hatred lilith accompanied by the text welcome to hell melbourne and it says in brackets they missed the opportunity to create a hellborn pun honestly mm. uh, and diablo 4 and also the diablo 4 release date and logo Guardian Australia. How has that got anything to do with lockdown? Well, vilifying religious groups. Well, you'll learn all about it now. Sorry, of course. Sorry. Guardian Australia reporter Josh Taylor spotted the complaint report, sharing it to Twitter. In the Ad Standards Community Panel case report for the billboard, a number of complaints from concerned community members were outlined. One anonymous comment suggested suggested that. Okay, one anonymous comment suggested the ad promoted evil and satanic paraphernalia. Okay. While another said that their children had nightmares after seeing it. No, that's not true. That's not true. It's just a picture of Lilith not, not actually true. looking that scary. If anything, it'll awaken something in them. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. 
Um, one particular comment said that while it was frightening for kids, quote, even as an adult, it brought back memories of the hell of the two years of lockdowns in Melbourne. Right, that's, a, okay, that's, that's an a stretch. absolute... It's the biggest stretch I've ever heard. <laughs> Big reach. While I don't personally remember the part in Diablo 4 where I had to fight a family of four pack for a <laughs> family of four for a pack of toilet paper, or where the main characters sang a tone-deaf rendition of Imagine by John Lennon. Oh my god. It seems like our demonic mother had some community members up in arms. A similar billboard was placed in Brisbane as well, although complaints seem to be leveled more towards the Melbourne version. Um, and can we embedded. go back? Can we go back to can we just go back into lockdown again? Just for fun. <laughs> just for a love, just so that this person can really yeah suffer the hell. See see what what the flip they're talking about. Yeah. Uh, and there's an embedded uh, version of the tweet that just says, uh, yeah, I think basically what I've, it feels inappropriate to show disgusting and disturbing content on a billboard where children are seeing this on a daily basis. It has no context, and for an adult of forty three, I found it unsettling. Oh, brilliant! For a parent <laughs> of forty three, yeah. I've got 43 children. Mm. And they're all outraged. Yeah, like, they, they good, thanks, kids crying. The COVID Melbourne hell complaint specifically says, the language and words and words used are not necessary to get across the message about the release of the game. What, wow. just the phrase, welcome to hell, full yeah. stop. Melbourne. Here's a release That's date. The problem. Melbourne is the word. Yeah. I you, personally Josh. don't like Melbourne. The, the word. The I place. Find it, I find it very <laughs> upsetting. Yeah, that's true. Reminds me of lockdown. Mm. Yeah. <sighs> Triggered. Uh, I have an article. comes from Nintendo Life. Random. Random. A Last of Us clone is available on Switch, but seriously, don't bother. Don't this bother. is by Ollie Reynolds, and Did, he says Do you no know who hope. submitted it to you? Oh, yeah. Sorry. It was Jonathan Wong. Thank you Thanks, on Facebook. Um if you're a fan of PlayStation's The Last of Us, then look away now. Heck, even if you're not a fan, just look away. It's bad, folks. It is bad. I've watched the advert and it's really bad. Do we need to play it? Um, yeah, I'll show you. I'll show you just a clip of it in a second because it's okay. just it's terrible. Um, a Last of Us clone has appeared on the Switch eShop and. And as expected, it's pretty terrible. Titled The Last Hope, Dead Zone Survival, it's also excruciatingly shameless, borrowing numerous elements from Naughty Dog's horror masterpiece. See that girl in the promotional image and gameplay footage? Yeah, that's not Ellie, but you'd be forgiven for thinking otherwise. Here's a picture of the... the no, that's Ellie. Yeah. That's Ellie. And they use that is Ellie. what is essentially her model... As like what was it the, a companion. I'm going to look up the God of War one again because I love the title of that. Oh, the yeah. Oh, of yeah. War Father of... War of God. God. Son of War. Son of War, yeah. Wasn't it Zeus... Zeus something, yeah. Yeah, it's God um, of Yeah. The eShop <laughs> listing promised a boatload of intriguing features, including a captivating plot, immersive graphics. What's it called? Uh, War God Zeus of Child. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Zeus of Child, not Child of Zeus. No. Yeah, Zeus of Child. Um, engaging gameplay mechanics ha okay also rather hilarious, hilariously it's been uploaded under the first person shooter category <laughs> this definitely ain't first person oh yeah it's also in third person as well right excellent and um, we've also tried it out ourselves because that's what we do we play games like this so you don't have to and yes it's awful we won't even go into how dreadful it looks or how bad the gameplay is because that's just obvious at this point what's it called? it's called um, The Last Hope Dead Zone <laughs> Dead Zone Survival. Dead Zone um, Survival. Okay. What we will mention, however, is the game has implemented a mechanic whereby you have to scavenge food in order to rebuild your stamina. If you don't, you can't attack, like at all. Oh, Ridiculous. Wow. Anyway, don't bother with the last hope. Um, and let me just... I'll leave it on 
silent, so it doesn't. But this is the advert for it. So it's in like some kind of weird spaceship. Oh, we need to play it. It's it's current. It's down from eight ninety nine to ninety nine p. Well, we can definitely give it a go after the articles. But apparently it's all like stock sound and models and stuff. Oh, hell yeah. Right, I'm buying it. It's 88% off everyone. Oh, yeah, absolutely we need to play this. What did you say? This is on Switch? Yeah, it was time to intervene, it says. Oh, we with, could, with what? We could play this after Resident Evil, couldn't we? On, yeah. Oh, yeah. Or maybe do one I just want to show it when Ellie like pops up in the background. So this is the... The gameplay. They're yeah. shooting now at some zombies. First person shooter. Yeah, yeah. In, third person. in third person. Oh, look, you're going to miss it. The lighting's good. Ready? I oh, can't. Show me it. Show me it. Give us Ellie. There she is. That is Ellie. <laughs> it's just She's Ellie. just stood, just there. stood like right Just day posing. Right behind. It's oh, good stuff. Good news. I can use my Nintendo gold points and I can get this game for 37p. So that's wow. what I'm going to wow. do. I'm going to buy it. 37p. <laughs> Last Hope Dead Zone survival. But they specifically told you not to buy it in the article. Well, but I'll earn two gold points and then I can get more pennies off future bad Random. Games. Random. I bought it. It's happening. <laughs> it's got horror and moderate violence in it. Oh. So Good. contains horror, moderate violence and Ellie from The Last yeah. of Us. Yeah. Oh, okay. It's done. The download will start automatically. Where? Which, which switch is it going to download on? Well, I bought it, so... We'll have to play it, won't we? Yes, Sorry, we everyone. will. Uh, my weird news comes courtesy of me. I found it. Whoa. Whoa. It's well from Nintendo Life. Rant. No. Oh. Uh, Pokemon launches official community forums and it's already a disaster. I think um, I've seen this. This is from Liam Doolan. The picture po Pokemon. I've not seen this. Welcome to the community. If it's what I think it is, I saw just a tweet with some screenshots of of the yeah. forum. Oh, people have been poking Pokeporn on it. Well, well close. No, no but but as quite. close as you can get. Uh, this is from uh, Wednesday at two a.m., so it may have been sorted by now. The Pokemon Company recently launched official community forums on its website, allowing trainers to stay up to date with the latest news, discuss all things related to Pokemon, and even help out other community members. Oh. While it sounds like a great way for trainers to interact with each other, the forums are already in need of some serious moderation. The boards are currently being spammed with all sorts of topics. In the general section, there are posts like, which Pokemon would you eat? And other stuff we can't even repeat here. So I'm going to read some of these. Uh, one of them I'm not because it's just pornographic. Uh, which Pokemon is the hottest? I am immeasurably attracted to Gardevoir. Does anyone think the Charizard as my profile picture looks homeless? Yes. Homeless? <laughs> Meverse is back. And who in the world thought this was a good idea? Those are just Which some... Which one is the one you won't read? The top one. Oh, right, yeah. It's just, it seems irrelevant and it's just, oh. it's just pornographic, okay, yeah. so yeah. I'm not um, going to read that one. What was the one that they're... Ir what was it? Irreversibly attracted oh, to? Oh, Gardevoir. G-A-R-D-E... V-O-I-R. This has been a long-running thing in the Pokemon community because the Pokemon is, is sort of oh, yeah. feminine looking. Yeah, and I think I've seen this. There's been, I believe, I see, right. it's a long-running thing. She's so fit. She's fit, man. She's so fit. Some trainers are referring to this community forum launch as Meverse 2.0. Fortunately, the discussion does seem to be more on topic in other areas like the trading card game section. According to the forum's official rules and guidelines, the board is meant to encourage users to contribute in a positive way. It also doesn't approve of foul language or inappropriate themes and mentions how staff reserves the right to take disciplinary action if individuals are having a negative impact Kinky. on the community. 
If you are game enough to participate in the community discussions on the Pokemon forums, you'll need to log in or create a Pokemon Trainer Club account. There we are. I'd like to do disciplinary action on that hot Pokemon. Mm. Yeah, so there we are. That's, uh, yeah, Gardevoir. Comments Gardevoir. are good. What so did you think of Gardevoir when you looked? Good? Yeah. Is what you just wanted? A, just a picture, just a cartoon drawing of a, not even a, a real person. Hey. It's just a That's skirt. That's someone's with girlfriend a, you're talking it's about. It's a skirt with yeah. no no legs, I don't think. No, it's, well, there's no legs. Know. And I think then it's a psychic Pokemon. Torso with sort of it looks like she's kind of got she's kind of got breasts. But she's got like a big like blade kind of, shape. But they I'm gonna say the they're sort of horn shaped or something. I have she's got the horn for it's us. It's just one of those. It's yeah, look, like she's got like spiky Spiky boobs. She has got spiky yeah, boobs. Yeah, it's a bit weird, isn't it? Yeah. I don't really understand it, but... Th she does have legs, actually, as There's well. a similar, I think, uh, fandom and following for Machoke for similar reasons, just because <laughs> it's basically a muscly man, yeah. and that's it. So why don't they like Mr. Mime? Because he looks like a man. Yeah, he's fit, too. He's fit yeah. too. Mr. Mime is very attractive. Yeah, yeah but he can't Machoke you if that's what you want. No. You can just no, sort but of he can be in a glass box. steal your mum. those fingers. Yeah. And you know what they say? Big feet. Small penis. Yeah. I've heard it. It's mm. true. Uh, it's time for the big discussion. It's big discussion time. Time for the big video game discussion that this week comes courtesy of Bartek Kubica. BAP, can you believe it? The Sims 5 will probably be a free-to-play game with a lot of microtransactions. Many people from the industry and the press consider this procedure to be the natural course of things. What do you think about it? Will this trend catch on? Will we see, for example, the FIFA from EA in, in a similar form? I think you mean EA Sports Club. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, or will it go unnoticed like Tekken Revolution or Ace Combat Infinity? Bartek, thank you, Bartek. Bartek. We now go live to our Sims uh, correspondent. Well, Ashton did you Matthews. want to do a little read up first? I've got a little read, and then oh, yeah, you've got a read. Ashton. Sims expert is ready okay. to go. Uh, this is from PC Gamer, this write-up. If you'd put money on The Sims 5 being free to play at launch, you can cash out your winnings now and go put them in a secure location so you can buy all of the inevitable DLC in mm -hmm. its wake. Mm -hmm. According to an EA job posting spotted by Sims community, the next Sims will be a free-to-enter game. Mm. The get ready for this job title. The head of marketplace and monetization job posting has since been pulled from EA's job portal, but was specific to the next major Sims game, currently codenamed Project Renee. Mm. Two of the role's primary bleh, primary responsibilities were listed as own Project Renee's in-game marketplace of content and UGC free and played a uh, free and paid. Sorry, I think that's user generated content. Yeah. yeah. And also own pricing of all content in this free-to-enter game. From those two bullets, we can draw a couple of reasonable conclusions for The Sims 5. One, the base game will likely be free to own, meaning continued reliance on DLC like expansions, game packs, and kits. And two, EA is expecting some UGC, user, user Jeff, bloody hell, put a bullet in my head, user-generated content to be paid for, meaning they are likely planning to let modders and CC creators... Content, uh, uh, oh, oh. Community custom content, community custom content. Okay, creators sell creations to others and take a cut of profit. Haven't they yeah. um, done that already? With aren't there a few people who have they've made like content and then it's officially become part of packs? Or so is that not true? They've reached out to modders and CC creators to help with like packs right. and kits and stuff and been like this is this guy's pack um but most of the time they're just doing it off their okay. own packs and right. normally they have like a patreon where you can get early access to their 
kits and stuff that mm. they're making. Um, so I did a little Google. So if you don't know already, Sims 4 is currently free to play and has been, for, I think, for about a year or so. Um, and before that, it was literally like £7. Um, and like you just got the base game, which was just like bare minimum gameplay of your Sims will go to work and come home and have relationships and have you can build and create them and stuff. But they breed. Uh, they will breed, the yeah. Spiders and uh, stuff. They will continually <laughs> breed unstoppably, yeah. yeah. Um, and I googled it, and for the total cost of all of the Sims 4 expansions gameplay, um, there's kits, there's game packs, there's expansion packs, there is oh my god, there's another kind as well, like a smaller pack. Um, all of them, they cost a total of one thousand and sixty-four pounds forty-five pence mm -hmm. well that's dollars sorry and then 974 pounds and 35 pence um right. total for every single pack if you buy them full price that is obviously you can sometimes get them on discount but never really more than half price so like maximum you're probably going to still end up paying around about five to six hundred pounds for all the packs that's obviously if you want all of them and unless you're like someone who's making sims content slash someone who's really like con it's the only game you play most people don't own every single pack. Like I've picked and chosen which ones I own and, you know, depending on the kind of gameplay I like. Um, but they have been heading in the direction of it's free to play, but you have to pay for everything. Like they're releasing these things called kits in the last, I think, two years. I think they started during the pandemic, which are like the smallest possible thing you can get. Um, like game packs would add stuff to like the gameplay. You have expansion packs to add like entire new worlds and like content and stuff. These kits are just like underwear kit. You spend five pounds and you get like a bunch of underwear. Oh, or yeah. You, get... you could just go to Tesco and do that as well. Yeah. Yeah. Or you spend like five pounds and you get one kitchen set and stuff. So they've been gradually kind of seeing what they can get away with in terms of these things. And obviously, you've also got custom content, which you can go online, download, and add to your game for free most of the time. This thing's called the Sims Resource. And there are like content custom creators who will like list stuff on patreon which you can get early access to but then they'll have stuff that's free eventually because the sims won't let you charge for your stuff people can obviously go on patreon and support you in making the stuff so there's all kinds of ways people like get around paying for the packs however from what i've seen about the sims 5 you're not going to have to do that anymore mm. because they're going to limit custom cr content and user-created content to the whatever marketplace they're using. I can see that they they wouldn't want that to become. No, exactly. The Sims Three used to do this thing that was like a marketplace kind of thing where they'd list like a bunch of like individual items, and you could have like these Sims buck things, which I eventually I think. Well, they were money, but you kind of earned them. It's like a mobile game that you can earn a currency in game. But if you want more of it, you have to pay money buy to it. buy the yeah. currency and stuff, which they did have. You can buy like an individual dress or like for like what was maybe like 10p. And then like, you know, eventually probably adds up, but it's your own shopping that you're doing basically rather than being like spend five pounds for a pack but also in two days time there'll be another pack coming out so this is kind of where they've been going for a while um and people don't like it i think people don't mind if it's free to play but it's really they said in a recent live stream that and i don't think they meant it to be like this i think they were kind of doing like about the gameplay itself but they literally said we're kind of trialing to see how little we can get away with was an actual line from one of their recent live streams well the thing Yikes. that's bugged me for a long time about seeing sims from i mean i i don't play it but amy does and i so i kind of see it 
from an outside perspective is that as far as I remember, Sims 2 came with stuff like pets was just part of the base game. So you, you had Sims 1 originally came out and then they started doing all these expansion packs and they did like Sims Unleashed and you could get pets. Mm-hmm. And Sims 2 came out and that had pets in it already and it probably had most of the things that were in the expansion packs of Sims 1. But then as the series has progressed, they've taken those things out of the basic base game again. Yeah. So you now have to, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, you have to, you don't get pets in the base game of Sims 4. No. And you're not going to be getting them in Sims 5. And it just seems... It just seems really cheeky to me. Yeah. Like, they took pets out, so then you had to buy... Well, pets was out in Sims 3. You had to buy pets in Sims 3. But then, like, recently, in the other Sims games, you would have, like, babies were, like, an entity that would, you know, interact with things. And then they got rid of that in Sims 4. So babies were literally just objects. Like, you could just move them around like objects until they became a toddler. Right. And then recently, they released, like, a baby pack... And they were like, so because we're doing this, the whole game gets a revamp in the way babies work. So babies are now like actual little creatures that you can interact with and raise and stuff. However, if you want a changing table for the baby, that's in the pack. So So the baby just has to live in squalor. Yeah, kind of. So there was like all this stuff where it's like, we'll we'll give you like three items for the baby. But if you want the actual stuff where the gameplay is designed for, that's that's in the generations pack. The same thing they did with... um, weddings they changed the way weddings worked but if you wanted the weddings to work proper well, it didn't work basically it was broken mm-hmm. um but eventually when they fixed it they were like well you can have a wedding but unless you have all not of this be the one that you want. mechanics and stuff it's mm-hmm. just not gonna work so yeah it does feel like they've been like taking stuff off you that you kind of didn't realize they would taken off you until they give it back to you but you have to pay for it so yeah i i think ea have been trying to get away with this for a long time and I, i'm not surprised and it'll be interesting to see what it's like when it releases especially given that there's new games coming out that hopefully will give it a run for its money things like life by you mm. is coming out soon so yeah hopefully it will change but it's not well to. To, uh, to sort of answer bartek's question i i can see more games going this way just generally in the sense of becoming free to play having having extra content you can download or becoming live service and that's one thing. I mean, I still don't like that. We've talked about how the fact we don't like live service games, and I'm not a big fan of free to play games. Like, uh, you, actually, with the, the new Crash game, you do have to pay the pay for the base game. But mm-hmm. there was when that was in development, it, 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 people were talking about this might be free to play, and I was thinking I don't want it to be free to play. Um, but there's like free to play, and then there's free to play, and by the sounds of it. EA are doing Sims in slightly sinister way, really, I think. Well, and it says free to enter, which I think well, is, yeah. you know, yeah. telling um, Well, I mean, even just based on what they're currently doing with The Sims 4, yeah. where, you know, as, as you've just described with, like, things like the babies and the weddings and stuff, that, you know, they're, they're almost, like, kind of almost paywalling integral mechanics and, like, stuff that, you know, you really can't can't thoroughly enjoy the game without mm. um, and i personally i'd rather just pay like a sort of a full price for to have have all the stuff that i consider to be a core mechanic or a core feature to just be in the game from the get-go and i guess ultimately if i just buy all the uh dlc for a game at, uh, immediately it still works out as the same thing i'm still mm-hmm. paying probably ultimately like 70 quid to get all the stuff that i consider necessary but I don't know. It just seems a bit like the fact that if you don't get any discounts on anything, you could theoretically spend a thousand pounds on Sims content. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just seems seems odd. Yeah, 
I don't like it. Yeah. I don't like it. It seems like a sort of like a capitalist nightmare. Like, yeah. hey, we've given you the game. Hey, it's fun, guys. You can build your own game. Buy the bits that you want. Don't buy the bits that you don't deem necessary. It's like, well, hey, what kind of creative vision is this for like an experience for your players and your mm. fans? If you're like, <laughs> the the power's in your hands to, mm. to construct the perfect Sims experience for you. It's like, bugger off. Just sell me a game that works. Yeah. Don't don't sell me a skeleton. Well, that's to another build thing. It. Is that EA have this very recent like reputation of every single thing they launch for The Sims doesn't work. Yeah, I've heard that. There's still stuff that's coming out in The Sims that well, like the gallery, for example, in The Sims that's been there since day one, which you can upload your houses to. People can play your characters that you upload there. It's rubbish. It doesn't work. It categorically is broken and it has always been broken. They released packs that don't work. Like when Weddings came out, it broke the entire game. Your, your Sims, Well, yeah. Your Sims would not get married because it was broken. And then like you couldn't, you couldn't do anything about it and you'd paid for the pack and they, they released it broken and all of the Sims game changes, which are like the content creators that are kind of given early access were like, well... It doesn't work. Do not buy this pack. Like we got early access to it and it's broken and we thought maybe it'll be fixed, but it's not. It's still broken. So Yeah, that sucks. It's it's a it's a crappy approach. Not only is it like anti-consumer and anti-player, but if it just fundamentally doesn't work, then mm. it, then they clearly are. What was it that they said in that live stream? Seeing uh, how little, seeing they, can how little they can get away. Yeah, then it is it's that. That's exactly what they're doing. And I don't know if it's because the team the team is probably massively overworked, so let's be honest. Mm. Yeah. Um but I don't know if they just don't have enough staff on it or what, but it's not acceptable to be releasing anything in that state, especially when it's something that should just be part of the game. No, the, all this, you know, the Sims gurus, they're trying their best. That's what they're called. Sims gurus. So the this, work EA have got this really weird thing where like all the Sims gurus, which are like the development for teams, they like do like the live streams and present the packs mm. and stuff. But they're all on Twitter as like Sim guru. Ben, for example. I think it's and a very... And people are getting like a attacked and stuff because... They've put these developers. Yeah, at like it's a, a very front. deliberate choice to sort of, yeah. I think, play up to their community and the kind of thing that their community wants. Mm -hmm. And I feel like maybe The Sims is, and I mean no disrespect to the hardworking boys, girls, and others of The Sims community, The Sims game playing community. Yeah. But I feel like maybe EA sees The Sims as the perfect trial audience, almost like a, an easy target. To to try this mm. free to play model on because yeah. hey we've 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 taken away stuff in the past and they're still flocking to it so let's try it with these guys and then you know there's a good chance that maybe they will give it another go with with other franchises and it'll fall on its ass because you know you try it with the with the FIFA boys and they absolutely go feral. Well, this know? is the thing as well. I think look not to like generalize and also like patronize, but a lot of people who play The Sims, they just play The Sims yeah. and that's the only game they play. They've played it since they were younger. A lot of them are like female, non-binary, like leaning. Mm -hmm. So it's it's a lot more kind of, as you know, polite natured as women are, they're less likely to go complain about stuff. Obviously there are still the vocal minority online who will go after like The Sims gurus and attack, but people will just be like, ah, that's a shame. I'll wait till it's fixed rather than being yeah. like, you can't keep getting away with this. Like there's a lot more like mellow natured in the Sims community because it's a lot more like individual game gamers that just play the Sims or Sardew Valley, things like that. The typical games for girls, but they won't, 
I've noticed a lot more that, that people won't get angry about it as much. There's still I'd like say it fits within are, the wholesome game community, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. And that's and th that audience is, as you say, less vocal by their nature. Yeah. Whereas if you go for like FIFA, yeah, you don't go. Gonna, you can say one bad thing about FIFA. You're going to encounter some you, some pretty so. fierce resistance, and and I think it, it's maybe not the best example that I gave of FIFA just because that's an annualized franchise or the EA Sports Club, mm, yeah. whatever Football, flip it's called, uh, is an annualized franchise, and so people are used to getting essentially the same product every mm -hmm. year and i mean that in the sense that if something so fundamental as hey it's free this year but you have to pay for your favorite team but you know, well that, now they've lost fifa gonna... if they'll like a bit take this as opportunity well maybe to... yeah the new yeah. new rebrand they might be able to just completely tip it on its head and a lot of people as we've spoken about before are still going to buy whatever fifa game gets put out because they don't know that ea are don't have that license anymore. Yeah. You know, they they don't know that. Well, that's why EA might need to, perhaps that'll be the one thing that stops them trying it on their new football Maybe. game mm -hmm. uh, in, in the first instance because they might have to play it safe and you just... can't bungle the launch. No, no. do, do the, the most FIFA game they can do without the, the name FIFA and just mm. say, hey, this is that thing that you've always loved. We're still doing it. Look how great it is. Yeah. Um, and then maybe in the second one that they inevitably make, they can start dicking about maybe mm -hmm. i mean out of all of the all of the games out there i think it makes the most sense for sports titles to be free to play live service mm. as much as i hate the the sound of that just because you kind of need roster updates you kind yeah. of need team updates and largely you know the, the graphical capabilities of fifa titles have improved but you don't really need to release a, 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 like a fundamental redesign for at least five years, yeah. five or six years, it can yeah. it can you know look the same, and you can just iterate on it. I personally don't like that approach, but if I was playing devil's advocate, that would be the most logical place to start. There's a reason to implement it there, whereas there's not necessarily a reason to implement it's it. It's just to make as much genres. money off off Sims fans as yeah. possible, isn't mm -hmm. it? And uh, it, uh, judging by the the hiring process here, it sounds like that is definitely going to happen, yeah. and it may not even work, yeah. which is um, which is very sad. Yes. But we'll see. Ashton will tell you more, I'm sure, when The Sims 5 ultimately releases. It's not going to be there for a while, I don't think. We saw some test footage recently. Oh, yeah? And it was very, very test footage. <laughs> Were you meant to? There was was a, it leaked? Yeah, it or? was. No, it was a video live stream. Oh, okay. And they released a, like, look at the game. And it was this town. And one of the buildings said gym. One of them said cafe. And yeah. it was like a bland building. And there was little, like, blobs walking around. And for so. just four ninety nine, you yeah. can get a real gym. You can in get your Turn the blobs into Sims. Yeah. yeah. Very exciting. Yeah, yeah I just, I, I'm just picturing, like, all of the ways they could monetize it. And, and so I'm able ways. to think of a lot of ways, like, yeah. really horrible ways. Like, oh, you want another, you want to move house? You've got to pay money mm -hmm. to move house in The Sims. There's so many horrible things they could do. Hopefully it's not that bad, but we will see. As always, we want to hear what you think of this and all the things we've spoken about today. Let us know in the comments below and loads of other places around the internet that Peter's going to tell you about right now. YouTube.com and twitch.tv forward slash team triple jump YouTube for our videos and Twitch for our live streams. If you've got Amazon Prime, you're already, you might not know this, paying for a Twitch sub. It's in the bundle, so you can spend that on us at no extra cost. And get all the normal benefits. When we're streaming on Twitch, we're modded by Lobrotovich, Trialing Badger, and Mr. Black. You can also find us on twitter.com and facebook.com forward slash team triple jump for video and live stream announcements, legacy video content, bits of weird news, all sorts of things put there by Fraser. Thank you, Fraser. Thank you, Fraser. TikTok.com forward slash at team triple jump for all sorts of things put there by Ashton. 
I say all sorts of things. They're all TikToks, but some of them are, you know, different to others. Yeah, stuff. some of them are different to others. Yeah. They're all different, in fact. They're all different. Uh, Patreon.com forward slash Team Triple Jump for our Patreon rewards, lots of different tiers. So you can look at them and see if one of them takes your fancy. We have a website, triplejumpmp, spells jumps very clever. And if you want to join Discord, triplejumpmp forward slash Discord. Chat with our wonderful community. Over there, we're modded by Jack, Joe, Tori, and Hollow Eyes. And if I tell you to do something, bloody well do it, all right? If you listen to, uh, if you listen to the podcast in its audio forms, why not go to triplejet.mup forward slash podcast and to catch up any of our live stream vods, triplejet.mup forward slash vods. To book any of us or James Jenkins on Cameo, why not go to triplejet.mup forward slash Cameo. And lastly, if you want to buy some sick and cool merch like that hoodie or that hoodie, or that t-shirt. Yeah, we do, don't we? This is an old one. But yeah, but it's that in black. Mm. Um, you can go to triplejumpshop.com and make sure you're following at triplejumpshop on Twitter for the latest merch announcements. And if you would like to suggest some merch, you can go to Patreon. There is a post on there. Um, everyone on Patreon can see that. Or if you go to the Walrus Clan group on our Facebook page, there is also a post on there. And let us know what you would like to see from us mm. looking at the next drop thinking yeah. about it we've already thinking got some ideas yeah. so let us know what you would like it'll unlikely any great ideas that you suggest either will be in the next drop because we've already put mm. that into motion or will likely be in the next one because mm. the, the 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 next hang on the we'll new drop ahead. is is coming soon yes mm. it's exciting Please be excited. Why not follow Peter and Ashton on Instagram and Twitter at that Peter Austin and at Scrambled Ashton and myself just on Twitter at Confused underscore Dude. We do lists every Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Streams every Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Thursday being the joint stream. Plays it. On Twitch, it's all on Twitch. Worst games ever is fortnightly. Friday for patrons of a certain tier. Sunday for everyone else. Weirdest games is monthly, a week early for patrons. After Dark podcast is fortnightly on Monday for patrons. The podcast is every Saturday and we do shows all the bloody time. Come check them out. Why not leave a five-star review on your platform of choice? It helps something to do with Al Gore's rhythms and we'd really appreciate it. Thank you very much. A couple of things out this week. A couple of big things. Mm. Yes, we ranked every single Barbie video game. Life in plastic. You know, the movie's coming out soon. Yeah. I'm excited. You're excited. Mm -hmm. Why not find out what games you can play on the lead up to the Barbie one, but Barbie movie, but which one's the best? Well, which we know. We rank them. Mm -hmm. That's coming. It's out now. So check it out on the channel. It is. Came out yesterday. Go watch it. It's a good video. Yeah, it's also worst games ever week. Uh, I'm desperately trying to remember what game we played. Uh, it was you didn't write Hellboy. Hellboy, yes, yeah. Um, it's Hellboy, and it was good, bad. It was bad, good. Yes, um, yes. reminded me of the um, Evil Dead game that we played. Mm. Very similar, groovy, yeah, mm. etc. Just enough time to hear the sponsor this week once again, please, Ashton. It is of course Neurotoxin Free Two Lost Wiggles. Brilliant. Thank you so much for watching slash listening, everybody. And we will see you next time. Look after yourself. Bye-bye. Bye. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. 
Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.